Yo, what's up, everybody? What's up, Billy? Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today for another glorious Channel 11. We're adding to the Channel 11 collection. I just realized my hair looks fucking crazy right now. But yeah, <laughs> thank you all for joining us today. We have a, a cool one today, a nice, fun, uh, heartwarming episode, I think you would call it. Um, how's, it how's it going, Billy? <laughs> yeah, going well. Um, thanks, everyone, for joining us, everyone who's watching. Yeah, so like the idea, I think, behind this Channel 11 was we were just thinking... Um, you know, we all obviously in this community or most who are watching are rollerbladers or have been a part of this community for a while. Maybe you're new to this community. Maybe you've been like here for a middle amount of time, but we all love blading and we're all like a part of this community. So I think it's cool to like talk about the things that are like the best things to celebrate it, you know, have a little celebration of what it is, point to those things that make rollerblading unique from other subcultures and uh, talk about like the 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 really good sides about blading so i'm excited to get into this episode like i said i'm looking at it like a celebration but before we do i'm going to do my quick little spiel if you don't already please follow us on all of our social media networks we have a facebook you can go like it we have an instagram you could follow we have a youtube page you may be watching from right now if you don't already please hit the subscription button and the notification bell notification bell gives you a ding whenever we have a live episode going we have a iTunes. If you want to listen on iTunes while you're you know, at work hanging out, that's very helpful. You can hit the five-star rating if you like what you are listening to. Give us a review. And we also have a Patreon. Got a bit. We've been slacking on the Patreon lately. It's basically all my fault. And I'm trying to get some content together by this week to get some new things in there. So hopefully this week we're going to get that done. And you can be a Patreon for as little as $3 a month. As a Patreon, you have um, exclusive access to our exclusive content you are automatically entered in a free drawing one time a month to win something from our online store we gotta do that you today can... by the way i forgot to mention that before <laughs> right my bad you have a uh, priority on like asking questions to our guests you know before we announce on instagram so um you're more interactive with the show and like i said it's a huge help very support uh supportive we appreciate it we've been doing the show for over five years now so all of your support. We see you guys, everyone who has supported. We really appreciate you. Thank you. And if not, if, uh, if you don't want to do that, just like I said, hit the like button, share it, get us out there. Very much appreciate it. Thank you. I want to give a quick shout out to our new Patreon supporter this week. We got Antonio Zapeda. And I forgot to mention before, like I said, we have to do our monthly uh, drawing giveaway for this episode. So let me quick. <laughs> Uh, see, I wasn't ready oh. for this. That was not it. Where's my screen sharing? There's my screen sharing. Here we go. Okay. So I have everybody's name in here. <laughs> I thought we were ending the show that quick. I have everyone's name in here from um, our Patreon for this month. So all of you have a chance to win, and you can get anything from our online store. Our winner for this month is, oh, Jason Adriani. Shout out, Jason Adriani. Hell yeah. Thanks for supporting the show. And I'll reach out to you so you can get whatever you want from our online store. Um, that's awesome. We have an episode with him a few episodes back. If you haven't seen it already, check it out. Um, our Italian affiliate. So uh, I think he's been also supporting us before he was on Patreon too. So we'll add it to his Jump Street collection right there. Thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, we have a WTF this month, uh, this episode also. from uh, It's Wake Shepman from Patreon supporter David Dodge. And we have... This is a fresh one he just posted this morning. Uh, a flat spin on dirt with big off-road dirt wheels. I think there's some power slide skates. Billy, have you ever skated on dirt before? 
Not like this. No. <laughs> uh, I've, I've like unsuccessful. Like, you know, some first of all, that looks like a little. little yeah, it looks like a little soft, like, you know, the dirt, like, um, but yeah, like, no, I've never done that. No, I've never done this. Yeah, I've I've tried like the coyotes. I think they're called the rollerblade ones in like a uh-huh. on a Colorado road trip one time, and they uh, they they were horrible in my opinion. It was like like you said, like that looks soft. I remember it being really soft and like not responsive. It was like sluggish. You were rolling really slow. I don't know if off road skates got better since coyotes are like thirty years old by now. But I mean, Wake seems to have no problem with it. He's doing his flips. I know uh, that Dustin Warbeski just came out with a skate not too long ago, an off road power slide skate. So there is a market for it. Um, but yeah, Wake throwing this sick little flat spin. I've never seen anybody flip on skates on dirt, though. So this is the first that I've ever seen of it. So shout out, Wake, with your three-wheel um, flat spin on the dirt. So yeah, congrats to Wake for being this yeah. week's WTF. It's so trippy to me to see people do tricks like in like aggressive setups for years and then like they go to like really big like hundred wheels like mm-hmm. either whether the three wheel like hundred like millimeter yeah like whether it's the three wheel or like the 80 like four wheel and like doing flips on those just seems like so much harder because you're like a couple inches up and like the just the what, how you're landing you're not like used to landing that same way so it yes. always impresses me when i see people do those tricks on like essentially non-aggressive skates yeah sure i didn't even think about that because your center of balance or gravity is higher up with the bigger wheels and yeah, if you land, it's easy, to like, yeah, it's easy to like twist your ankles or if you land a little sideways, it's, it's way more impactful than if it's, you have a small, like 58 millimeter wheels on, for example. But yeah, I never yeah. didn't think about that. And that's true. But yeah, they're way more fun to go fast. I'll tell you that. So you get the speed yeah, to do your flips and everything. Definitely. I also want to apologize my voice. I'm coming over a cold real fast. So apologies for my voice. I have my, my tea and my jump street mug right here. So you got, you um, got some lemon, you got some lemon in the tea, some, some honey. You got, you need the honey. I, I made a I made a crazy concoction. I'm getting all carried away right now. I made a crazy concoction the other day of matcha, honey, and lemon to try to like soothe my throat, and it was just the worst tasting thing I've ever had in my entire life. But I, it thought me like it reminded me of like if you go to like an herbal place, they give you like some remedy of like some crazy concoction that they have, and it always yeah. tastes disgusting, but it's supposed to be good for you. So I just kept that in mind yeah. the entire time. Yeah, that's how I feel about ginger. You know, you put like ginger oh, you hate ginger. Tea. You Bro, hate I ginger. Hate. I love it's ginger. So- so strong but it's good i love food, that you know? like you should yeah. you should have it in your tea right now i take ginger shots almost every day i uh my ginger got moldy actually so i needed to get new ginger so i didn't have any but i usually take ginger shots every day wow yeah it's amazing trying to stay young which is part of the topic that we're talking about today so we're gonna go over <laughs> the best things about blading here yeah right the best things about blading um cool so yeah when we, when we first started discussing this topic like you said we wanted to kind of point to and verbalize uh, the things that are so cool and unique about blading, that's some of these things are shared. Some of these things are like specific to blading, but I'm going to get into one off the bat. Um, one of the coolest things about rollerblading is the international language that we've created on rollerblades. So like every trick is a kind of, you know, it's it's a part of our vocabulary. It's a part of like the way we can communicate to one another. And you can see someone do a trick and automatically think, oh, that's a soul grind. That's an Ali fish brain. Um, and but that name kind of goes across like all the cultures. So you might not speak Spanish. You might not speak um, Chinese. You might not speak Vietnamese or these other language. But everyone in those communities who rollerblades they see a soul grind, they know what a soul grind is. You know what I mean? So 
I know I, I learned that when I was like first going on like tours internationally, we were meeting people like in like even in Europe, like in Poland, they didn't speak English, but there's that connection through the vocabulary that we share that transcends language itself. It's kind of like uh, how music does that music, you know, you could not speak someone's language, but you can see like what's happening if you're a musician or if you're just appreciating music, you're like, okay, this is something we can all share. So I think blading has that, but just like on, on a different level because of how it, it how our communities are kind of, it's like a smaller community. So, but I don't know, we, we still share, even though it's smaller, we still share that. Like, you know, you look at the scenes that originally started or popped up in blading in the nineties, there were strong scenes in uh, Japan from the beginning, from the very beginning, from Australia, you know, in over there in Europe, Lausanne, France, um, South America, Brazil, you know, Fabiola was involved from like the very early 90s and as was people like Carlos Pianowski. So it was a big thing out there. And like a lot of these people, when they were meeting or when you meet them or interact with them, you kind of can't communicate on like a how you doing level unless you're, you know, you speak multiple languages and how you doing? Or that, that specific language. Exactly. <laughs> but you could always share that in blading and understand what's happening. So. I think the international language aspect of it is is one of the coolest things because a lot of the times, especially like, you know, in the world that we we live in, there's things that divide all over, but this is just like something that goes beyond all that. I feel like when you're when you're blading, no matter what part of the world you're in, you're more connected as a blader um, to someone from like another place than you may be in your own country, in your own city. You're just like, oh, like this is, I'm more connected to this blading culture than like, let's say like my own culture that I grew up in, like Staten Island, like the Staten Island, like kind of Guido culture, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm more, I'm more related to this. But, um, so yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I remember one of my first trips outside of the country, I went to Japan for, uh, the empire tour back in the day. And Japan is one of those countries where it's very rare that they speak English there. Um, so being with all these people, we couldn't communicate with everybody pretty much, but we could have a conversation and be like, oh, top soul, true top soul. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would like instantly get it. And, you know, you do the trick and, you know, it's the common language that we have there. Same thing. I like how you mentioned the the contest aspect of it, too, because I recently watched contests, some sort of Asian uh, competition on YouTube or something like that. But I can't understand the commentary or anything like that or what's going on. But I can still appreciate all the tricks that are happening know what's going on and how they're pushing themselves and that is you're right that is like a language in its own that that we have together um and it's it's one of those things also where people who don't speak the language hear us talking about it have no idea what the hell's going on like the way that we talk i've seen people do this with like their significant others at like a skate session or something like that and we're talking about skate tricks and you know we're talking about things that people done at different spots or whatever and their spouse or significant other, whatever. It's just like, I have no idea what's going on right now. I have no idea what you guys are talking about, but we speak that language and it's like, we grow off it and feed off it from one another. So that's definitely something that's unique to our sport. In my yeah, it's, it, it's like, it's super, it's super funny to like, uh, like you said, like even in like, uh, you know, I think, I think in like the, maybe some of the Euro centric languages, there's like crossover words that like you can pick off some words like, yeah. In, like Spanish, French, or Italian, because like yeah. there, there are some shared uh, words that you can kind of maybe decipher and understand what's going on. But I think like the Japanese languages are like obviously different rooted than some of the 
European languages. So that it's, there's a big difference on um, like, there's, it's harder to find the middle ground in the language, mm -hmm. but it's just so funny to hear if you like, you know, you see like uh, some skaters from like, whether it be Japan or, or Brazil or, speaking like their language fish brain you know and it's like oh that's so cool like we have this like that word which is like such a weird word anyway fish brain or something like her yeah sweat stance yeah it's just uh so i don't know i always found that to be like really cool and interesting that is something that we have yeah, and same thing with like uh, your personality shows through your skating a lot as well, whether you speak the right. language or not. I exactly. feel like you could tell somebody's personality really well. Um, you know, yeah. Had, just more recently, we had Carlos Pianowski on the show, and uh, whether he only spoke Portuguese at one part of his life or whatever it is before he lived in the United States, you could tell what his personality is like by his, right. his skating, his wild skating. That was like who he was as a person at that time. So that's a really unique way to see who a person is without actually being able to speak with them and have a conversation. Yeah, without sounding like too cheesy, like it's like an artistic form of expression that you can kind of pick up traits and get an idea of who someone is based on like once they've like gotten to a level where their their vocabulary is built up and they're able to express themselves in that way, you can get an idea of who they are. Like I said a few times on the show, like before even meeting Dominic Sagona, I had like an idea of who he was yeah, and um, or just like based on their approach or what they're accentuating with their skating which is like the language you know so like you can get a sense like oh i i, I can i feel like i connect connected to this person or understanding of this person or i can relate to this person just by watching them like use that language mm -hmm. uh, which, which is cool because it's like kind of yeah our language and it, it kind of leads me to the next point which it's like it's kind of like this underground network like see i don't want to go be like secret society but it's it is this like underground network that's like kind of like a secret underground network um that we have like okay so for example if based on like the size of our community and like the the underground nature of it if you're like if you're walking through the airport right let's say like and you're like a skateboarding is always the easiest to relate to but let's say like you're a skateboarder and you're walking by you see someone in like a thrasher shirt you know, at the at LAX or at JFK, you're like, you, you may, I don't know like how they would feel, but you may be like, oh, this is like a skateboarder. I feel connected to them. Or you may be like, I don't know, this guy, this guy might not skateboard. You might just be wearing a thrasher shirt because it's like more you saw it at the store <laughs> it, in the mainstream yeah. culture, right? You can find it yeah. at zoomies or wherever. Mm -hmm. And um, so you might not feel so inclined to be like, yo, what up? But like, if you go to like the airport and you're traveling, you see someone like, a, a mesmer shirt or like a them skates shirt or like whatever dead wheels or something like that you feel like inclined to go up and like oh my god like another blading because like another blader because it's like such an underground network so like even that kind of relates into like the international language like the brands and like those things and the the the, the signs like the tells that like oh this person's a blader and then there's like that automatic feeling of connection because because of the size of the community but it, it's so weird because it's like not a it's not a huge community but it is spread and scattered throughout the world so you can be anywhere like traveling and you see someone randomly with like a blade shirt on or blade gear or rollerblades you're like hey what's going on you feel like instantly connected and like uh you just feel you don't feel intimidated to start a conversation and you automatically know like when you see someone with a blade shirt on like they're not 
I mean, 99.9% of the time they're bladers, you know, there's, it's going to be a very off chance when someone's wearing like a blade shirt mm -hmm. and, and not having, being a blader, unless it's like a blader's uh, partner, boyfriend or girlfriend that might've borrowed a shirt and just is wearing it out. But I think that's, th that's another thing. It's that instant connection that when you see someone with the shirt or who's a part of the community, like, Oh, what's up? Like where I feel like not like the larger communities or the larger subcultures, they don't feel like as connected or as inclined to do so because it's so much more common, you know? I do agree with you. I will say, unless you're like Joey on Friends and have a Senate backpack on or whoever had a Senate backpack on on the TV show Friends back in the day. Remember, I was trying to think of like instances where yeah. you would see another person who doesn't skate with like a, a, a name, like a, a skate brand, whatever. Yeah. That might have been the only time that ever happened in our, our history of our sport, whatever. Um, but no, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you look at Half-Baked, he had the Your Wheels Suck shirt on, the FR shirt. I forgot but I think that like th that was more that was more common in the 90s because blading was bigger in the 90s. So in like yeah. the 90s, people who didn't blade, <laughs> like if I was skating down the street in the 90s, someone would scream, do a Misty flip because like yeah, yeah. that <laughs> language was kind of it's hard to to imagine now, but in the 90s, that international language was kind of breaking more into the mainstream culture. You know, it was on MTV Sports, it was on ESPN. Yeah. So like some of those tricks and some of those things you were able to see more. Specifically with Friends, I think I would imagine Brian Smith maybe had that influence with uh, Matt yeah. LeBlanc, like wearing the, the, the backpack because, yeah. you know, Brian, for those who know Brian Bowen Smith, he's a former pro rollerblader, was in Hoax 2 and all these other movies. And he was on Friends. He famously kissed uh, Jennifer Aniston in the show. So I would imagine that infiltration might have something to do with it. If not, mm -hmm. cool either way. But yeah, that's uh, even that. Even like again, like you're watching Friends, and you're like, you see the Senate backpack, and you're like, oh, cool. Like yeah, you, know, yeah. you feel like the connection automatically. And I feel like that's one of the cool things about rollerblading. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like there's also like a like an unspoken kind of respect in the way when you meet somebody for the first time and they find out it was more common, I guess, when you were younger than now that we're older in our thirties and, and 40, for example, happy belated birthday, Billy, by the way. <laughs> um, but like when you tell somebody that like you skated, it was a different reaction to saying that like, Oh, you played basketball or like football or something like that. It was like, you could, you could say, Hey, I play basketball and like, okay, cool. I get that. But it's like, I skate like, Oh, tell me more about that. What do you mean you skate? Like, Oh, right. Like I, I, I rollerblade, you know, like do tricks on the rollerblades, whatever. And like, Oh really? That's really cool. That's interesting. Like I get that all the time. And I feel like it's different, a different level of, I don't even know if respect is the right word for it, but a different level of interest in, yeah. in your, what makes you, you or, or us our, ourselves, uh, it's more yeah, than prom just it, it prompts it prompts more questions like the, yeah the, when you, you're when more you say you play, in interesting in a way you know more yeah, interesting when, of a person i feel like when you say you when you say you play basketball it kind of like that's the end there's no further questions because everyone knows what that is so yeah when you say that you skate it's like wait what's that like oh you mean like x game stuff like flips? <laughs> you grinding down rails you sliding down bars and stuff like yeah, yeah so um and it, it's it's funny to like get into that yeah definitely it's, I'm going to go to the, the next one here. I have, which one should I go on right now? I'm going to say, I, this is one of my favorite ones too. I, I think that skating keeps us young. And I tell people this all the time too. Uh, people who don't even skate or know anything about skating at all. Um, other colleagues or friends of mine. But I truly feel like skating has kept me young and it keeps a lot of us young. Now, just I'm using myself for an example. I'm 35. Uh, 
I feel like I'm 19, 20 years old just because I, I don't know for sure if this is the main reason why, but just being able to go out with your friends, like skate, have fun, do something, have a recreational activity because a lot of adults don't necessarily have recreational activities and that's definitely got to be good for you. Um, it keeps you active. This is going to lead on to a lot of other points that we have later on, but keeps us active. It keeps our minds stimulated. Uh, I remember years ago, there was a meme going around and it was a picture of the Sandlot, like all the kids from the movie, the Sandlot, like playing. And it would say, there was a time where you called, you hung out with your friends on the streets and it was the last time you did it. And I remember seeing that and like all the comments like, oh my God, that's so sad. That's so true. That's so true. And I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, no, I, mean, I, I, I still, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like for, for a split second, I was like, oh yeah, that kind of sucks. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I've been doing this for 25, 26, whatever years. Like we yeah. still do this. We still call our friends. We hang out. We have fun. We get together on a, you know, weekly, bi-weekly, whatever it is that you're able to do basis. And I feel like this all together keeps us young and, you know, health, mental health, all that stuff. And it's, it's good for the soul as, um, Miguel would say, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to, to go off that it's, it is like a porthole to like a portal to like your youth. You know what I mean? Like once you put the skates on, not only are you connected, especially if you've been doing it for a long time, not only are you connected to people who you've had these old friendships with for like 20 years. So it brings you back to that in that aspect, because you, you, you share those youthful memories with these people, but it also brings you back to that like playful childlike state where you're kind of, you're kind of like a little scientist, you know, you're mm -hmm. out there like trying to like discover things, you're playing with ideas and you're seeing what functions, what works and you're like testing things out and you're challenging yourself, you're keeping and like, you know, like they say, like even like the more basic aspects of it, like you're still moving, you know, you're still, you know, and that's just going to keep you more agile, more flexible, like and that's just going to keep you more connected to your youth anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, if you've seen the 40 year old virgin, if you don't, if you don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> and so you got to use it. You got to keep moving. You know, if they, if they say, once you start slowing down, that's when you start to stiffen up. And, uh, you know, so it's, it is a direct like portal to your youth in like so many different ways, not only like the keeping your body in a youthful state in a, in a way that's like a playful form. Um, but also in the way where it brings you to those people who you shared those youthful memories with. So it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say something like that too. I don't know if there is any psychological, uh, tie between the two, but maybe like doing something that we started doing when we were kids younger, it kind of like brings us back to that moment a little bit when we go out and skate, whether we think about it or not, it's probably subconsciously there and keeps us young and, you know, reminds us of those days. And yeah. And I, I think that's really important for us and hopefully it'll help us live forever, ever, whether we're crippled when we're older or not, uh, mentally oh, we, will li that. we will live forever. <laughs> well, we don't, we don't know yet. There's been no generations of ours of us yet who, uh, you know, have been doing what we've done for so long and are like senior citizens bro, at this time. Bro, look, look at Edwards. Edwards is not far from being a senior citizen. I don't That's think true. And I'm not trying, I'm not well, trying to be he's mean. He's in his 50s. He's in his 50s and he's the first one who's grind down a rail. And if, you know, if you go on his page, he's doing like some workout thing every day, every other yeah. day, like focused on longevity for skating. It just 
the th those aspects you just got to be more conscious about them when you get older I, yeah, as sure. far as we can see the guy who started skating from 30 years ago he's still going at it he hit a rail at the um the metro card classic this mm -hmm. past summer he hit a down rail still like you know yeah. hit the banks down so yeah i mean that just goes to You're show right. you if you put if you put the work in you put the effort in it's really about how you how you treat yourself and and all that and yeah like uh Raina said in the chat arlo's 50 Arlo's in fantastic shape. Mm -hmm. My wife has said like, he's 50, he looks super young. He looks like yeah. he's in his thirties. And it's almost like sometimes like he hang, cause he has like a good relationship with his daughter who I think's in her teens or maybe even twenties now. Mm -hmm. But there, there are sometimes their pictures together. They look like friends. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He's so young, like, mm -hmm. you know, but, um, so yeah, it's just really, you just gotta be more conscious about it, I think. Yeah. But, um, okay. So this one is like a fun one I want to go on. Uh, because this is actually um, sometimes the criticism that at least we used to get about blading in the earlier days when there was like some criticism like aimed toward blading from the skateboard world or other things like that. But I think this is a, one of the best things about blading. Um, the fact that they're attached to your feet. So the fact that they're attached to your feet, people are like, oh, that it makes it makes it easier. And I've always compared rollerblading to drumming and skateboarding to guitar, if that makes sense. And I'll, mm -hmm. I'll break it down. So like a drum beat, like I could, I could teach any person like a basic four, four drum beat, like, um, in probably 30 minutes, like, you know what I mean? Like any person never played an instrument before and just like break out and you could just be like doing a very basic beat on the drums. Um, Guitar, I feel like before you're riding, it takes a little bit more time. But once you're riding on on both things, like the depth goes insane. I mean, you look at Ginger Baker, how far it can go. You look at like some of our best guys, Oigen Ennin, you know, Danny Beer, John Bellino, the Alex Braska, how deep it can go. But I think the initial starting aspect is more accessible than skateboarding because you'd have to like learn the ollie first. On guitar, you'd have to learn the notes first and then once you get that then you're riding and then like the levels of how deep it go is completely up to you it's endless and um but i like the fact that they're attached to your feet for so many different ways one it makes our thing accessible on a way where for people who like don't want to get like crazy serious about it or just like commit to like you know there are some like core forever bladers but then there are some people who just like blade like once every few months once a year twice a year and just to always have that access to coming back to it and it never being too far away to access despite how much time you've taken off despite how like many years it's been maybe despite how how old you are i feel like the accessibility of even the fundamentals is is more it's it's more accessible to you than like than something else and how far you want to take it could go like i said i feel the same way about drumming you know, I could teach you a beat off the bat, but to be Ginger Baker is, is a lifetime. You know what I mean? Like to, to learn like maybe how to just skate down the street or how to stall on a soul grind on a curb. You could learn very quickly on blading, but to like go as far to the level as people like Oigan, Alex Brasco, you know, Danny Beard, these guys, Latimer, et cetera, yourself. Um, it takes a lifetime, you know? Um, so I, I really like that about rollerblading is that the the accessibility aspect mm, that reminds me of the uh the conversation with you and colin in freestyle rolling like it's an extension of your body type of thing like you you're wherever you go your skates are going with you and that is you know i, I had somebody at the skate park the other day a, a little kid on a, a skateboard he's like looking at me and he's like watching us skate. He's like damn yo is it easy to is it easy to skate or is it hard to skate 
And I'm like, you should try it and see for yourself. Some people think it's easy. Some people don't think it's easy. Um, but the fact that they are attached to your body, it's a whole different uh, level to it than most other sports out there. Even comparing to a basketball, like you throw a basketball, you know, um, but having the skates with you the entire time, it, it's part of it's part of the journey. Yeah, it's like comparing like, you know, hockey to football and some they're just different things. And uh, people be like, people like, oh, is rollerblading easy as that? I mean, it de it really depends how you spend your craft. Like, I think one of the best videos, or one of like the most illustrative example, illustrative examples of how they're just different things is, you know, there's there's a, a video with um, Rob Scallion and and Jaws, Aaron Hamoki, Jaws, yeah. like the guy who does like the big huge gaps. Like he's done, he probably holds like five or four out of the top 10 biggest things ever done mm -hmm. in skateboarding like this guy holds in terms of gaps it's like unquestionable he's like the number one guy and then he's done like other like monster stuff that he's just like he's like the eric perquette in a way but he's yeah. like gone he's continued on for years so he like he has a deeper resume than than perquette did mm -hmm. but there was an episode where he tried to blade and he's he looks like mm -hmm. you know he's I think uh, Tom Moy said like a deer like a on deer. skates. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like a baby deer, and, like a baby deer. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's just a, it's everything's a different discipline. It's a different craft. There are different aspects to it. It's like that's why it's, I I think it's hard to compare on um, like the fundamental level. And that's why that's why I like to use the analogy like drum versus guitar. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, I mean that's how it, like at least makes sense for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah. That's 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 kind of what I think about that, and I, I think that's something that was originally like a critique, but I think it's something that can be celebrated because, you know, you saw a lot of people who were even in the wake of COVID, like you know whatever it is that separate that separated them from from rollerblading, whether it was having kids or a career or just get too busy and time passes, and that a chance to try again, they were able to realize that wow, even after all this time off, I can still access this to some capacity, and I don't have to chase it in the way when I was younger, trying to go crazy, I could just literally put them on and go enjoy it. And for me, that's like, why else would you, why else would you do something? Like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's good to, you have the ability to challenge yourself in ways, but you also have the ability to just kind of carefreely, uh, enjoy it in a carefree manner. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I'm getting so many, like, like I want to talk about 20 other things based on about what you're saying right now. Uh, I do want to mention though, a very common, um, benefit of blading that a lot of people are realizing now as they're older, but the physical benefit you get from blading and, you know, staying fit in your, your physical health for the most part. And yeah. it's, it's like, we all need to be physically in shape, you know, just for our own general health. And obviously it gets harder the older you get when you're younger, you're, you're active all the time. You got fast metabolism, all this stuff. It's easy. But as you get older, you know, no one really wants to go to the gym a few times a week. Nobody or maybe even has time to go to the gym, you know, a couple of times a week, like you're supposed to, uh, just to stay in shape, you know, for your own, your health benefits. But skating is way more of an incentive, in my opinion, to have an exercise, have some sort of a workout. Uh, they say you're supposed to have, I think, 20 minutes of exercise a day to keep you healthy, you know, and most people who go skating are definitely going skating for more than 20 minutes a day anyway. Uh, yeah. So it's an easy and convenient way to stay physically active, especially during the warmer summer months. You go out there, you do one trick, you're sweating your ass off already. So it's it's a something that most people don't usually get if they have no other uh, activities or, or hobbies that, of their own that isn't outside of work 
or maybe spending time with family doing whatever that is. So being at the skate park or street skating, whatever it is, uh, you always have those benefits, you know, adding that to your schedule every week. And that's such a huge benefit because it's something you don't have to think about and right. probably adds to the fact that it keeps us young. You know, we're subconsciously keeping our bodies, you know, physically in shape for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of people who skated from when they were young um, all the way up and then took a break and then came back to skating, maybe found out like the benefits that it, it brings, like without even thinking about it. Yeah. Like if you've ever taken a long break and you come back to skating and you do it, you're like, wow, I'm like, I'm winded. You mm. know, this is a high cardio, um, especially if you're at the skate park. Yeah. It's a high cardio exercise. You're, it's like fully core based on like, some of the positions you're embracing. Like, you know, I think on other things, you're more standing on things like, and on, on blading, you're getting like down low, you're crouching, you're kind of squatting on some of your tricks, right? Mm -hmm. Some tricks like with the fish brain, like a rocket fish brain, you're like extending your foot all the way out. This, these are like dynamic movements, you know? Mm -hmm. So like um, when you're in the midst of it and you're skating just for fun and just exploring and playing and experimenting, you're not thinking, you know, if you're having fun, like, yeah, like, I mean, unless you're older and you're conscious about it, but generally you're not like, yeah, I'm like going to the gym, I'm staying in shape, I'm working on my cardio, I'm working on my core. You're just having fun. And those things are like a benefit of it. You know what I mean? It's just like, you don't, that's not the conscious decision. You're out there doing it. You're doing it to skate and have fun. And, 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 ha and but these are all like un unintended consequences that ended up being beneficial. It's like yeah. going to the gym, like uh, if you're skating like once a week, twice a week, you know, you're not only getting the, and the physical aspects that we're highlighting right now, like the, the core strength, the cardio, but also you get like that mental health aspect where you're, you're getting the endorphins, you're pushing yourself. There's, there's the, uh, you know, you're sharing these experiences with friends, giving each other like a pound or whatever. Uh, it's just like such a healthy activity. And, you know, some, some people who blade go to the gym, some don't, but I think like even those who do go to the gym, you can you can tell that there's a difference between when you're in the gym you're in there to like you're there for the work like you know when you're mm -hmm. there for for blading you're there for another reason but you get that benefit mm -hmm. that you go from the gym too so it's just like such a healthy thing in that way yeah and it, it, this goes well beyond like aggressive skating what most of us i'm sure here do like this could go to the big wheel skating whether you're just recreationally doing distance on the bigger wheels uh the wizard skating you know slalom all this stuff it all has the same benefit, whether we're doing it at the skate park or on the street or on a track, whatever it is, they all have really similar benefits. And the mental health aspect too, that you just mentioned is huge as well. Um, I know I've done that myself too. Just, you know, you're stressed out, whatever it is on life and you just go to the skate park. A lot of people I know if they skate by themselves a lot, maybe just put headphones on and cruise around at the skate park by themselves. That's like a huge mental health benefit as well, because you know, life happens. This is, this is real life. You, we have work, family, other issues or problems going on in the world that are always on our minds and being able to go to these, as Miguel says, you know, this healthy place of like a skate park or a skate spot and just being able to block out everything else in the world. Not many people have the option or opportunity to do that. And I feel like we always have that opportunity as long as we have the time to, to do that. We always have the opportunity to go to the skate park, go to a skate spot, strap on the blades, cruise around, even if it's like a half hour, yeah. Just to not think about anything else except for just cruising or even pushing yourself by learning a new trick or whatever it is. All this, all of these things have a huge mental health benefit that I think most other people 
don't have, who don't have like other hobbies like we do. Yeah. I mean, ultimately I think the mental health benefit that all those things you're asking, ultimately it's in some sort of way, like a, it can be like a meditation in, in, in terms of like, whatever you, before you go skating, and I, I relate this to, that's the same thing with cooking. Like for me, like you can have, you can have a, oh, I got a, I got a thousand emails to do. I got to go to work. I got to clean the house. I got to take care of the dogs. I got X, Y, and Z, all these things to do. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, let me, let me take a 30 minute and you may be stressed out. Oh, wait, I got 30 minutes. I got an hour to go skate. Let me go skate. And like I said, I relate this to cooking too. But when you, when you start doing it, that's, you have one concern. It's just like your your brain's all in like what you're doing because you have to be physically present while you're doing it. So yeah. based on that, like you're deep in thought, you're deep in focus and everything else is gone. You have mm -hmm. to focus on what you're doing at the end. And in, in that way, I think it becomes like an unintended meditation where your mind is like comes to a point where there's just one focus on, you know, let me focus on, especially if you're like you're hitting a rail, you're doing a gap, like if you need to be paying attention. Um, so I think like the side, the side benefit from that is kind of like this, this mental state that just for like a minute, it just like it takes you away from whatever else you have to do and you have to just focus on that. And I think that in and of itself is just, just healthy, you know, takes you like, it's not like, yeah. So. Yeah, it is. We lose a lot of these things as we become older and become adults, have to do other things in life. When we all started skating, we were kids. We didn't have any other cares in the world pretty much except for this and it was just like a part of life you don't think about it but you don't realize that these things are necessities to living a healthy lifestyle and you know living beyond x amount of years or whatever it is so to maintain this hobby of ours and you know the mental and physical whatever you want to call it uh, these yeah these hobbies i mean for a lot most of us it's a hobby you know yeah um so yeah so the, all these it's like collecting stamps it's the same exact thing <laughs> as collecting stamps. They got they got a new turkey stamp out for Thanksgiving this month. Um, oh, okay. But, <laughs> I'm going to come with all the new holiday ones too coming up. I was just at the post office the other day and the guy was really trying to sell this lady like on the new stamps that just came out. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> but oh, anyway, yes, all, all these things um, subconsciously contribute to our health, physical and mental well-being. And uh, this is something that we don't we never thought about when we started skating. But we have it, and I think it's it's great that we all have this. Word. Cool. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring us on to another one. I like this topic. Um, so a few of the things that we mentioned already that are like some of the best things about blading, uh, some of those things you can share with other subcultures, like, you know, the international language and um, the health aspects, for example. But um, one of the things I like about rollerblading is the thing that makes it unique, the rollerblading centric tricks um, that only we can do. They're like our thing. Like we've, our, our culture and our, uh, our trick selection, like a lot of it like stemmed from, there were things before it, it stemmed from like skateboarding originally. And we kind of broke off of that. A lot of things stemmed from that, but and skateboarding stemmed from surfing. And then it all, you know what I mean? It all goes back to whoever borrows and then, but one of the coolest things I like that we have carved out our own thing and our own tricks that are unique solely to rollerblading. So you think about like a med spin. Med spin is, and that's one of the things that I like that they're attached to our feet. We can make things our own that other sports can't really do. So like the med spin or like cess slide, like, you know, or like the different variations of cess slide, um, the switch up capacity, and also like the positions that 
rollerbladers embrace, like similar to what we were talking to earlier on the show, what Colin Kelso and I were talking about in the freestyle rolling video. But think about the uniqueness of these positions, like like a top mistrial. Like if you get like really low, that's like such a rollerblade position. Mm. Like in like Ali porn star, like, you know, just like the, and just like the over the shoulder and bent in and like, these are like really cool positions and you wouldn't be able to access these positions in any other way. Like if you're doing it like on your sneakers on the street, people would be like, what are you, what are you doing? Why would you, why would you do that? It looks weird. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But when you're on blades, they make sense. So like, I, I really like, I really like that we have these things that we can share with other communities that people can relate to or other subcultures, but we have things that are uniquely and distinctly rollerblading that are, our things like it's it's like we created it and it's ours like you know and and i think that's one of the cool things about one of the best truly like one of the best things about blading is no matter how small like our community or how underground or or underappreciated on like a, on an international on like a mainstream level that our our thing is um it's ours like that, and, and no one can take that because we have our thing. It's our language. And the fact that it's our thing that no one owns, that we all share and have contributed to in some capacity, I think we, we should, no matter what it is, or even if there's like 30 people skating around the world, it's still our thing. And, you know, we should be proud of it. So I'm, I'm really proud of those rollerblade centric things that are unique to our thing, whether it be the the ability of what we can do on our skates and how we figured out how to come up with that and how to utilize these tools and these instruments that we've put on our feet, but also like the, the positions we embrace that in some ways are like similar to yoga. In some ways they're like more difficult than yoga positions. Like, you know, anyone who does yoga knows that uh, like a warrior stance is like a really deep Mizu, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or like a really deep sweat stance. Mm-hmm. And like, it's a hip, uh, opening position and all these other things. But, um, so, so there's a similarity even there in yoga, but then like, you know, you look at these other tricks and, uh, you know, so I think that's cool. Yeah. Before you mentioned that, I was about to say, we kind of have like our own skating yoga, if you want to call it right. that. And I <laughs> also want definitely, I also wanted to highlight this one, uh, comment that I read and it was related to what you're saying, uh, by Tony Ribatuso who says somehow it's actually easier when you're skating to comfort into these positions, but walking around in my shoes, I drop my keys and it's a legitimate struggle to squat down and pick them up. And that's funny because <laughs> yeah. that's true. Like we could put ourselves in these positions where we're on skates, but like in the real world, it's kind of not really the same, but it is. So it's weird that we have this, these abilities and these flexibilities and all this stuff when we're skating. It's like a, almost like our own like superhero powers, like our Clark Kent, when we put the cape on, we are just a different person, you know? Um, no, it's, 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 it's the truth, especially like, um, you know, yeah, as I'm getting older, there are times I'm like, I'll drop the keys. I have to bend down. <laughs> I'm not picking, I'm not picking up as fast. It's just a little slower, like, you know, yeah. but when you're, when you're on blades and you've, and that's, it kind of goes, that kind of goes back to the access to the youth, because like, once you've like stretched and you're, and you're moving and your body's in a place where it can like ready to embrace those. Yeah. You're, it's much different because you're, mm-hmm. you're in that mode. Uh, yeah. No, that's, that's really funny that, um, we said that, and I know there's a lot of uh, 
you know, as we get older, it's, it's harder for people to get into the flexibility aspect of it, whatever. I know, um, Colin Martin has some like training kind of things on that, like the flexibility aspect, how it does it. Um, more skaters should do yoga though. Like I know we have our own yoga, whatever. Uh, Eugen Ennen actually has a, a lot of stuff on, I think he started a subscription on his Instagram where he's like teaching these things as well, um, to benefit with that. And I wanted to give a quick shout out to Eugen because I went over a bunch of the, those things with him in person. And I was like, these things are so beneficial for everybody. Um, it's like, we all have it in us. We just have to unlock it kind of thing. So shout out to Oigan. If you haven't already check out his Instagram and his subscriptions, uh, there for that reason. But yeah, I was, I was just hanging with Oigan this summer. He's, he's like, yeah. he's jacked and you, and you gotta like get in those. <laughs> he's jacked. No, but it's good. Like he's, he's like, that's kind of why, like I've been having, I've been having like knee problems, like over the past couple of years, ever mm -hmm. since I went to Hawaii. And I'm finding that if I'm going to the gym and I'm doing things and working it out, like being like uh, proactive and taking care of it, then it really helps my skating. And yeah. I think that's something Oigan discovered a little earlier than I did. And he just like going full out. So I think, yeah, when you when you take those steps and you're conscious about like those, like I said, those positions that we embrace and you train to prepare for those positions that we embrace, it's just going to like make your experience more fun and just going to give you like more of a vocabulary to speak with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, a lot. Of, I see people in the chat ruining our grand finale and their one. Um, I did want to <laughs> <laughs> I did want to I mean, I guess it's the most common one and the biggest one. That's why. But right. I did want to say that. Uh, one thing I love about skating that a lot of us not, might not think about is that how it pushes ours. We push our limits, I guess you could say, which most people on a day to day basis don't really do. Like if we have something in mind, we be, could become inspired by something we like a somebody's skating clip or whatever we see on online, YouTube, on Instagram, whatever. And we're like, oh, shit, like, you know, I have like a goal today. I'm going to go skating. I want to get this trick down. I'm going to do this, this, this and that. Or I want to like try wizard skating let's say i'm going to get a pair of wizard skates and i'm going to try these maneuvers and kind of push myself to do things that i never thought i was able to do before and i think that's such a healthy thing not just for skating but any aspect of life but the fact that we are able to do that we have something to do that with it's very similar to music which i always say you know music is one i mean you're the same way too because you're a drummer as well but music is like one of the best things you know, because you could always progress on it. You could always learn something. You always push yourself to improve. You hear a song, whatever you want to learn, you go and you learn it and you push yourself. You need to push your limits. And it's a lot of progression there, which if you're someone who's caught in the mundane life, you go to work, you do your nine to five, you know, you sit at your desk, you do whatever. You're not like doing anything progressive there. You're not pushing yourself as a person. Uh, so being able to skate helps you with that. It's it's so satisfying to be able to go skate, take your skates off at the end of the day and be like, yes, I learned this, this and that. I feel really good. You feel so much better as a person, whether you get to look at the clip that you filmed and you're like, oh, that was awesome. You looked at your, your little iPhone clip or whatever it is. It's a really good, gratifying feeling. And those little wins here and there um, help with those, like your general morale in your, in your mental health in that aspect too. Yeah, I, I think like... To, to kind of go further on what you're saying is is I and like it's it's what you can learn from the process of learning tricks and skating and how that's applicable in life and you could take that to other places like um i think that's in the process of anything learning whether you're trying to improve in any craft mm -hmm. um the hours that you put in and the discipline that's applied to it and sometimes the sometimes things get hard and being like ah just like really determined to learn it and putting your head down and trying something 
you know, 59 times to get it on the 60th try. Mm. It just like, it teaches you without somebody telling, telling you, like someone can yeah. tell you like, Hey, you know, just keep at things, work hard and you'll get there and, and you'll figure it out. But like hearing it's different than application. You know, if, you, if you're trying in the skating, you know that you put the time in and you sometimes things are hard and some things are harder than others. But if you keep at it and you keep working at it, like you make, you make breakthroughs and then you get to the breakthroughs and you're like, Oh, cool. I've, I've gotten to this place where I have it. And then before you know it, just because you've been having fun in this process, like you look back and you've come so much further than when you start to where you are like later in your skating than when you first started things that seemed much taller and impossible now have gotten smaller and are manageable and sometimes could be very easy. And just like putting that into application and realizing that that's how most of life works is such a beneficial thing because you you've you're taught you're taught but it's kind of like self-taught through like just learning the craft just like what what it takes to get to certain levels and just like uh so yeah i just think uh the the discipline aspect put into like the reward aspect and it's almost like you like i said because of how fun it is you're not even thinking of it like oh like this is a discipline you're just trying it over and over and over again while having fun like you know and like ah, ah, ah maybe sometimes like come on come on come on mm -hmm. and then and then getting it so just that process is something that I feel not all humans experience. Like there, yeah. there's the thing, there's a thing, there's like, you know, people who, if it gets hard, uh, they bail, you know, and they're just like, oh, I just want to do what's, or they don't even know like how to get through that. I'm, and I'm not trying to like denigrate anyone. But I'm just saying like, I don't, I, I believe that's something that not everyone has. You know? Yeah. Where not everyone has discovered. Yeah. Yeah, I would completely agree with that. And it's never too late to learn like things like discipline or determination or anything like that. When you learn as a kid though, like seeing a kid on skates, whether they're eight, nine, 10 years old or something like that, and they're like pushing themselves, they're like, oh, I want to get this trick. I want to get this. And they, and they focus on it and they spend like a half hour or whatever on it and they get it and they realize that like, oh, wait, all this work was worth it in the end. And that's like pretty much a life lesson at that point. And they could carry that on throughout the rest of their life. Um, there's not a lot of other sports or activities or hobbies like that that are as determining and rewarding the many how much time you spend um doing that so i think that's that's huge too and like i said if you're a kid doing that too to learn that early in life uh, i think that's huge and even the other day um i was trying to do something at the skate park and it took me like 50 tries or something like that maybe not 50 but whatever and i was like i gave up on it. i'm like oh, i'm not doing this screw it it's not that big of a deal and then we skated the rest of the day and i was like my buddy was taking off his skates and i was like Yo, Tuki, before you take your skates off, can you film me? I'm going to try this legit five more times. And legit on the fifth one, I landed it. And I was like, oh, that was so worth it, you know, like to like clear my mind for a little bit, go back, put these five, you know, real tries into this trick and you get it and you're rewarded with that. So that's not a lot of, uh, that's not something you get from a lot of other activities or hobbies um, in, in the world, I think. And that's huge. No. I mean, I mean, we've, we've done it together. We've gone on missions where it's taken like more than one day to get tricks. Like, you know, you yeah. spend like a whole day trying it and uh, you don't get it. And you go back another day and you spend the whole day trying it and then maybe get it at the end. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes you don't get it mm -hmm. and sometimes you do. And but when you do, it's just like that, that uh, just, yeah, the, it makes it all that much more rewarding because, you know, it didn't come like easy and just yeah. it's, it's, yeah, I think you're, that's you're a true top soul on that wave rail. 
And that's, that white that's one. That was, exactly that was what two, I was thinking of. That was two days, I think. I, 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 two days. Yeah. I think it was in the mind game video, the wavy rally. Yeah, true, true it, top was in, it was in the, it was in the outro of the mind game video, like yes. the true top soul. Yeah. But we went there one day. We were there for like three or four hours because how the ground turned at the end, mm-hmm. like it keeps turning, so you can't come off the end. And I would do it, keep landing in the grass. But uh, yeah, we spent like four hours there one day, just trying it. Like went back another day, spent like another three hours trying it and got it like at the end. Yeah. And I just remember like so satisfying. I remember I stayed at your house that night too, because you live closer to that spot. We didn't have cars or anything back then. I remember like, yeah. all right, we're waking up and we're doing this tomorrow. We did yeah. that. We got there and you know, we, we got it. So, so determination yeah. right there. No, that's what I mean. It, 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 it's, 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 it has elements of all of these other things that are, it has elements of what is found in, martial arts like it has elements of what's found in like drum rudiments in in scales on guitar mm-hmm. and think, so it has all those those elements in it so yeah but i think i think it's good to kind of talk about the last our last final point that some people in the chat have brought up but um and i think the reason for this is because all some of the other aspects that we mentioned like one the underground nature of it the size of our community the international uh, span of our community while it being small and underground creates this like one of the most supportive communities uh, that I've ever in granted I'm biased I'm a part of it but I've I've gone into other communities and you know like in playing in like bands and you know some of those people are really tight especially sh- certain genres of music people can be close and in like the bike messenger world people can be close but it's kind of big and spread out there there really is no other community like the rollerblading community in terms of when we need to come together to support one another um we do it and you know there may be some frustrating maybe not everyone agrees maybe people think there are some frustrating parts in blading i hear some people think bladers can talk smack here and there or Mm. and you know that happens it depends on your scene i haven't found that to be much of my experience especially in these later years but um you know, when you see things like what happened with Rob G and there was a need, an emergency to try to get after he was, he got shot in, in the head in Peru and he needed to get out of Peru. We need, there was like a, like to raise a hundred thousand dollars for him. Like it went past that somehow people were like going in and, and you know, th- this is like a blading community. We're like a modest community. You know, it's not like the, uh, the, maybe like, uh, I don't know, like it's not like, it, you know, it's it's not like the racing community, or like the Porsche community where everyone has like all this extra money. I think we're kind of like a modest community. Some people have a lot of money. Some people have modest means. But, you know, people come together throwing up a dollar if they can, five dollars if they can. Some people pay uh, do more and how just everyone can come together when we need to. You really don't see that in other places. Like I've I've participated in some other communities and have looked for these things and I've never seen something as strong as what we have. Even my like wife who she's looked at and been like, wow, you guys are really different in this way. I feel like people who come in from the outside and they see that they can notice it. So mm-hmm. I think that's one of the most special things about, about blading. Yeah. I mean, that that's a huge thing too. Like you mentioned the Rob G thing that was massive uh, to see that. And, but just uh, even as far as like getting together for, you know, like, weekly sessions here or there or little events that we have little contests it's like a reason for us to all get together to support each other to celebrate this thing that we do 
And we do it all like nonchalantly, you know, just because that's what we were brought up doing pretty much more or less. But when you take a step back and you look at it, like you said, your wife has mentioned that too. Like, wow, you guys yeah. are a really unique community. It's like, noticeable, like from yes. the outside, I think. Yeah. But we, we're so sucked into it that we just think that's how it is. But you don't, like you said, you've been in other communities too, where it's not the same way. And I think yeah. when people experience that, like, oh, wait a minute, but why, why is it like that with my skating friends or whatever? Like, is it really that different? And, and yes, it is that different. Um, we really do support each other. We're, we're, it's like power and like, you know, we're just we're a strong community. Not that there's many of us out there, but we're spread throughout the world. Um, you know, we're always here to support each other, back each other, have each other's backs. And, you know, just a simple thing like getting together to celebrate what we do. We skate, whether it's a weekly session, a barbecue event, uh, a memorial for a friend that passed away. We do that all the time, too. Um, right. unfortunately, but that's what we do. We get together every year for people who do this and even, uh, participating, uh, on social media with like posting clips, like, Oh, this is for this person. This is for that person, whatever. Like we do these things just to show our support. It doesn't, you don't think it means much, you know, come in the, in the small picture of it. But when you take a step back and look at it, it is really unique to what we do. And I feel like not that many people do that in other, um, aspects of life. Yeah. Not, not to the degree I don't think. And, and, that, that's what I mean. Like, um, I think like the, the, the size of our community makes it one big circle. Like, you know, when things get like larger that there, there can be like circles and pockets and bubbles in it. Like, um, you know, it's, that's, it's certainly the case in skateboarding where like, it's very like circles. Like, and if you're not in the circle, then you're not in that mix. Like, you know, and I feel like, um, and even like homies who BMX, they say like BMX, they see our thing. They're like, BMX isn't like that. Yeah. Like the BMX community, there's like, I think there's more of like, because I don't know, just be, just wear more tight knit. Like, I don't want to even start speculating on the reasons you could probably deduce them yourself. But um, I think, I think that that thing is so important and special. So I don't know, like I was like in, in, in leading up to this episode, I think it's for me, like, I think like the intention was kind of to like highlight these points and, and look at them and be like, you know what, like appreciate blading, like, because we should be proud of it. Like, you know, it's, it's our thing. Like no one owns it, but we all own it and share it. Like, you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, like that, there, there are things about it that are just people look for these things in the world and they yeah. can't find them. You know that's what true. I mean? And like, it's especially the community aspect. I think, I think that's, that thing might be more attractive to some people who participate in blading than the blading itself mm -hmm. i think that's what keeps people there almost more than the blade blading is just an an activity that like like any other activity like you know of course like there are all these special things that we have but that family connection that like unique it's our underground kind of secret it's our world that like no one knows about and it's i don't know it's like it's it's, it's a thing i'm very proud of yeah um, yeah I, I used to joke about this all the time but it's true um like I would tell my friends all the time, like, I came to the skate session today just so I could hang out and like we could have dinner afterwards or whatever. But sure. like, it, it's true. Like, you don't necessarily always feel like skating per se. But yeah, the fact that it gets you out of the house, you know, you get to socialize with friends in a positive way, laugh, you know, have some good times, you know, get some food afterwards. Like, and I would joke about it all the time. But I remember looking back on it like a few weeks later from saying it one time, and I was like, oh, you know, it's it's part of what it is. You know, I was joking, but I really do enjoy just like my friends that I'm with here, the community. 
being able to be outside, get some fresh air, some exercise, and all these things add up that you don't really think about it. They're all subconscious, and that's just part of what we do, and we're just so used to it at this point. But when you take a step back and you look at it, there's a beautiful thing that we have right here in front of us. So yeah, embrace no, it. That, that, that's what I mean. Like I, I know, like people can like I've heard people like other at times, and like I said, it hasn't really been my experience, especially in, in the later years. I don't know if it's I'm getting older, and the people who I surround with are are. You know, I, I was hanging with some young kids, but they're in my age in the 30s. And so I think people aren't like about talking crap. But I've heard some people saying blading, there's some crap talking or whatever. Yeah, dude, it's look at the other communities, man. I'm telling you, it, it just take a peek around and talk to some talk to some of your BMX friends or some of your skateboard friends. It could be worse over there at times. And I'm not, and I'm not saying anything to denigrate them. I'm not, I have a ton of respect for people, anyone who masters their craft my hats off to BMX and skateboarders all around the world who do their thing. I'm just saying like by the sheer size of it, like the more people that are going to be involved, the more you're going to get all different types of elements of everything. And, mm. and I think that that's, that's one of the beautiful things about where blading is. I, m- I remember even when during 2020, when there was like a, a, a blow up of blading again, I was like, Oh, it's, it's coming back. It's going to, I always kind of said like be careful what you wish for because yeah like right now it's in such a beautiful place like you know like going to the blading cup it's kind of like this like huge family reunion but of people who you know uh you choose to be around mm-hmm. and it's um like i said it's it's had access to your youth it's it's all of those beautiful things so yeah that's that's just a few yeah i'm curious because We've been in the game for a long time, and these, this is like our perspective on it. I'm curious for people who are like newer to skating, if you're listening or watching this right now, uh, like drop us a comment or yeah. if you're watching live, like put it down. Like, what do you, what is you your perspective on it? Because you might skate for a different reason or might not have thought of these things or have something different that we didn't think about. And I'm just curious what um, like a, a newer skater's perspective would be. I feel like these right. are pretty much general, these statements, but you never know. And I, I'm just curious to know what the rest of the community thinks. And if we miss anything that you guys want to share, spread the love, you know, let us know, drop it in the comments below, whatever it may be. Uh, I, I would love to see it. And also on that note, on the, on the opposite end, we were kind of talking about this before about how we're talking about like, the best thing about blading, how funny it would be to make uh, the worst things about blading, kind of like joking or whatever yeah. it may be. Maybe we'll get into that. If you guys want to see something like that, let us know. We could talk about that as well. But um, yeah, I, I just love having these conversations, it makes uh, me feel better about what we do and what we've invested so much time of our life doing. And it, you know, it's a, there's a positive thing to it. A lot of people might think that, you know, we're just playing around on like with wheels on our feet, but there's way more to it than just that from the outside. Definitely. You know, it's, it's something that's, I think should be appreciated. It's, you know, cherish it and Mm -hmm. um, be proud. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if like Colin Kelso said, if you choose to put, wheels on your feet, be proud of it. There's a history. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, over 30 years now and such a, it's an amazing community. And like I said, it, it extends to people who aren't a part of it. It's not just like when you're involved in things, you could have the bias where you're like, oh, this is, this is so special. But when other people who have never had a part of it and never been a part of it, look in and they notice it as well, it just goes to like further solidify that fact and that truth. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Be proud, um, cherish it, appreciate it, and have fun, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, before we sign off, I do want to add that on our Patreon, we do have the Carlos Pianowski section rewind from our last episode that we did with him. So check that out if you haven't already. Um, 
somebody else just sent us a bunch of footage that they filmed for us to edit for another Jump Street Rewind where we go back and look at another spot from a, a you know, a well-known clip or, or yes. video part or something like that. So I'm editing that as well. I will tease that on the Patreon as well soon because we're not going to drop that for another week or so. So keep an eye out for that. We have a lot more coming up on Jump Street. Um, anything else you want to say, Billy, before we sign off here? No, I just want to say thank you very much. I'm gonna. I've been like I've been super because super slacking with the uh, cr- the content on the Patreon on my end, but I'm getting out there this week, and I'm gonna have some more too this week. And um, yeah, it's winter time. Winter time's coming up. We have the Jump Street hoodie on the online store. Check we it gotta, out. We gotta, get some, we gotta get some new stuff on there. We will get yeah. some new stuff on there. So keep an eye out for that as well. Hell yeah. But yeah, uh, please let us know in the comments what things you think are the best about blading. Let us know in the comments if you think we should do a cheeky worst about blading. Um, yeah. Yeah. But th- thanks for joining and appreciate it very much. And um, see you on the next episode. Hell yeah. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace.